Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we are live. Welcome to the process. It is Sunday, January 28th. I am Josh Engelman here to break down just a three-game NBA slate. I don't think a lot of people care much about the NBA today, but I do. That's why I'm here. I know it might be more of an NFL day for a lot of you, but today I'm breaking down three basketball games. You know how I do it. It doesn't matter what else is going on in the sports world. I'm here to talk basketball. So, Hit the like button as you get in the door if you're here. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell and follow me on Twitter at Josh Engelman. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're having a good weekend. Hope it's been good. Hope you were lucky Friday night or Saturday night. I did not play yesterday. I was not lucky on Friday night. If you happen to see Eric Lindquist's tweet on Friday night, you would know that I had precisely zero shares of Luka Doncic. I went for the old fade ski, played a bunch of Giannis and SGA, and you know where that got me? Giannis and SGA couldn't even add up their totals and get to Luka Doncic, so that one could not have gone any worse. But we're here now. I'm repping. I got the Liverpool on once again. We got Norwich in two hours. So, sorry, one hour. One hour. My apologies. Uh, so at 9.30, I get to watch a little bit of soccer. That'll be good. But yeah, we're here. We're ready to break it all down. I don't have too much else to add here. It's Sunday. It's three games. We got two starting at 6 o'clock and then a three-hour break before the 9 p.m. Bulls-Blazers game. Keep in mind, the Blazers have like seven Q tags tonight. So just a real, real awesome scenario here. Um... Late night hammer into nothing interesting. 218 total on that game, by the way. Yikes. Yikes. So I'm going to get into it right now. Let's break this bad boy down. Coffee is long since drank. I got a drink here. Cheers to you guys. Let's get it started. Bang. We still rise and grind. We just do it a little bit later on the weekends. All right. First and foremost, we get into it now. Boom. There we go. First team up, Toronto Raptors. They are six and a half point underdogs. That's going to be in Atlanta, 239 total. Now, not exactly the most entertaining matchup in the world. And I've already broken down part of this rotation already. So we're mostly going to stick to the summary screen. And as we look at Toronto, we got to go through the things we know at this point, because there are some things that we're aware of. Just accidentally bookmarked the uh, seven o'clock injury report. That was not necessary. So for Toronto, doubtful tag on Yaka Pertle. So he his return does appear to be imminent. Jonte Porter is probable. So, you know, we're hoping that he could actually see some rotational minutes. And then Emmanuel quickly is still out for today. So as I look at Toronto, obviously, 
exceptional matchup, 27th in defensive rating for Atlanta, 4th in pace. All of that is really, really good for them. This is a nice spot for Toronto. Pace up, bad defense. Their implied total is certainly good enough for what this slate is. And as I look at it, R.J. Barrett's the first guy that I'm looking for. 74, excuse me, 7,400 shooting guard, small forward eligible. Definitely getting taking on a bigger role with Emmanuel quickly gone. 1.1 fantasy points per minute over the past 30 days. I mean, he kind of just looks pretty similar to Scotty Barnes, just less assists. But you're also paying $1,600 less. So similar scoring, just less assists, saving some salary, going guard forward. It's not that I don't like Scotty Barnes. He looks really good, too. Hadn't been playing as well uh, from a fantasy perspective, at least with quickly now here and with Barrett here to a degree. But with quickly off the floor, with Siakam gone, I've got Scotty Barnes, 1.28 fantasy points per minute here. He looks just as good as R.J. Barrett. You just have to pay a little bit more for it. Bruce Brown stepped into the starting lineup with quickly gone. He's 5,500. He's got the guard forward eligibility as well. I'm a little bit more pessimistic on his projection, and he still looks good. I only have him around 0.9 fantasy points per minute, and you can make a case that could be a little bit higher based on where he's been recently. But those three guys are the first three dudes you're looking for for Toronto. Bar none. No way around it. They're the best options. Then you get to a $5,600 Dennis Schroeder. He is point guard only. I have him in for 28 minutes. That's what we saw last time out. It was a little bit more lofty. I thought he was going to start. He ended up not starting. And he's going to be right around a .9 fantasy point per minute guy. Certainly a little bit of a boost for it when you're taking on the Atlanta Hawks. That's just going to help you out a little bit. So I think he looks good, but definitely behind the other three guys, as does Gary Trent. 5K shooting guard only. I have him in for 29 minutes. Now he is a much worse per minute dude. 0.75 over the past 30 days, 0.8 in this matchup. That all lines up perfectly. Um, On a three-game slate, that's not exactly value that we can pass up on. So those five guys are, the, to me, the main priorities. Then you get to like... $4,900 Thad Young is probably getting to a point where his price is a bit more expensive than you really want it to be. Now, on a three-game slate, you can't ignore him the way that you would if it were like an eight-gamer. But in this case, you kind of got to pay attention. It's just not great. When he was $3,900 or whatever, that's a much better price. And that goes without saying, when you're cheaper, you're better. But in this range, that salary really starts to matter. I don't really want to take too many shots on like Grady Dick because I don't think the minutes are all that. uh, There's a ton of upside in those minutes. They don't seem to want to play Chris Boucher more. He's still 3,600, playing about 15 minutes a night, does have power forward center eligibility, but he's only a .9 guy. It's not like he's some world beater on a per minute basis. So I think if we're ranking out Toronto, the priorities are Barrett, Barnes, and Brown. I like the alliteration there. Schroeder and Trent would be in the next tier down. Mm. Oh, that's nice and cold and refreshing. On the Atlanta end, everybody that's normally available is DeAndre Hunter, obviously still out. First guy up on my list is actually Jalen Johnson. 7,500 feels like a big price tag, but we're talking about a 1.1 fantasy point per minute dude. Not the best matchup against Toronto, but not the worst matchup either. A little slow, but it's not like you're worried about their defense. 
Especially with like no Jakob Pertle around. Um, the key for Jalen Johnson is that he's a 1.1 fantasy point per minute guy. And he plays 36 minutes a night. I mean, he plays just as much as Trey Young does. Just as much as DeJounte Murray does. He's just going to be out there. So I, I don't mind that $7,500 price tag at all. I'm willing to take my chances on Trey Young. It is certainly scary. Uh, the status of Bradley Beal will be very important to like how much you like Trey Young because that sort of changes the way you look at Durant and Booker on the opposite side. Ooh, excuse me. Bubbles of that drink not helping. So it's Jalen Johnson for me at the top. I certainly like Trey. Bogdan Bogdanovich scares me. I, I can't lie. I hate, like, I'm just always scared about those sorts of bench dudes. Now, as I look at his props, I want to see if I have him over-projected. Well, it doesn't matter, because he doesn't even have a points prop. But I've got him in for six, at 6,100, shooting guard only. Rates quite a bit higher than what you would expect, but he does have a pretty sizable usage rate off the bench. I'm going to knock it back a little bit, because I think I have him a little over-projected. But even still, he's in play. I also like Clint Capella. Now, he's only playing like 25 minutes a night right now, but 5,500 is getting pretty low, and it's not like his rates have dropped. He's a 1.1 guy in my model. He's a 1.1 guy over the past 30 days. I like the idea of getting to Capella. Might be the easiest dude to roster on today's slate for Atlanta because the Kongu being at, or sorry, uh, Jalen Johnson being at 7,500, that's... That's a big price, whereas 5500 for Capella is easier to get to, as is 4600 for Onyeka Okongwu, power forward center. Uh, again, has not been playing well as of late, but these rates have been brought down by me, and I'm still going to project him like he always has been, right around that .95 fantasy point per minute range. As always, Sadiq Bey in play, plays north of 30 minutes, mid-5K price tag, MPE, just not a, like a very exciting dude to talk about. But that's going to be Toronto and Atlanta. We could hop to the other 6 o'clock game, which is going to be Phoenix. Two-point favorites in Orlando, 227 total. Now, obviously, difficult matchup for Phoenix in that Orlando's defense is pretty talented. Phoenix has a Q tag on Bradley Beal and a Q tag on Yusuf Nurkic. It should go without saying that those two things matter a lot. If Beal isn't playing... You're bumping up these usage rates in a big way for Kevin Durant and for Devin Booker. Same for Yusuf Nurkic if he's out. Now, if, if Nurkic is out, you're also then looking at like a $4,800 Drew Eubanks and, or a $3,900 Chimetsi Metu, and those are the guys you start to get to. But with these guys in with Q tags, it really makes Phoenix look unappealing. You know, Number four defense, number 20 in pace. This is a very difficult spot. For Phoenix, I think I like Durant the most. You've got Devin Booker up to 10K now. And these guys are only separated by four hundredths of a point over the last 30 days on a per minute basis. I'll take the extra $600 savings and prioritize Durant, at least as of right now. Not that Booker doesn't look good, but he's very expensive and very tough, very tough to get to. All of Phoenix is. You have options like the, the starting five is the best option on a on a point-per-dollar basis, but it's not good. None of these guys get to 5x their salary. Durant is at the top. Booker is next. Nurkic and Beal are basically tied. Grayson Allen at 5,800 is just 
very difficult to prioritize in a spot like this. And after that, I don't know how you go down any further. You got to pay attention, though, because if we lose Beal, a lot of these dudes look better. If we lose Nurkic, some of these dudes look way better. If we lose them both, we go from not really liking Phoenix to really liking Phoenix. Now, on the Orlando side, everybody's available. Uh, Gary Harris is still on the injury report, but the only other guys that are out are the guys that are on two ways or on G League contracts, stuff like that. But the problem is Orlando doesn't look much better. Phoenix is a middle-of-the-pack defense. They're 26th in pace, so they're not exactly a fast team either. Orlando's offense is 24th in the league, so we don't expect a lot of scoring. This side looks kind of gross, but you've got $8,300 Palo, who's been playing pretty well, one and a quarter fantasy points per minute over the past 30 days. He would be the first guy you're trying to get to from Orlando. I think 7K Franz similarly looks good as he slowly but surely integrating himself back into you know bigger minutes and then it's just a mess whether that's Jalen Suggs Markel Fultz Wendell Carter Jr. or the guy that I think is really interesting based on the amount of minutes that he played most recently $3,700 power forward center John Isaac we saw Isaac get legitimate run for what I believe is the first time this season last time out they faced Memphis um John Isaac played 22 minutes, including all 12 minutes in the fourth quarter in an attempt to make the comeback against the Grizz. Now, I only have him in for 17, but John Isaac is like a pretty good per minute dude. At a minimum 0.9 over the past 30 days, based on my model, he's at a fantasy point per minute. You know that he can get the stocks in a spot like this. You also know they want John Isaac to be out there because every minute that he can be out there, he can be on... Like, he's one of the few... I don't want to say that he can guard Kevin Durant, but he's one of the few guys in the league that they would want to. He's that kind of dude. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So with him being 3,700 power forward center, I see him as a bit of priority in terms of value options. So if I'm ranking this game, it's Paolo 1, Franz 2, but it's definitely John Isaac 3. And then you get this bunch of Suggs, Fultz, Wendell Carter Jr. where you can pick one, but I'm not entirely sure anybody looks better than the others. We're cruising through this one pretty quickly, guys. There's only so much you can say on a three-gamer. We'll run our crunches after this, and uh, we'll dig in there. But there's only so much you can say on a three-gamer. Hit that like button if you're here and you haven't done it yet. I know that will help me out tremendously. We don't have a huge crew here, but we do have 71 people. So likes are always helpful. Always helpful. We finally close it out. Yuck. Uh, the Chicago Bulls are six and a half point favorites in Portland, 218 total. This is the Bulls, 29th in pace against the Blazers, 19th in pace. These are two bottom 10 offenses. 
none of it's good. None of this is good. Now for Chicago, no Zach Levine, which we're aware of, but also no Patrick Williams. Now we have some value here. We've got $7,900 Vooch in a nice spot against the Portland team that's not very good. We've got a $7,700 DeMar DeRozan, you know, fantasy point per minute guy, plays 38 minutes a night. They're expected to win, so you're expecting DeRozan to get that kind of run. You can get Kobe White at 7,600, 38 minutes, a fantasy point per minute guy. All those three guys, your main starters look great. But the guy that you're going to be prioritizing, I would imagine, is Dalen Terry. Uh, it could be Javon Carter. It could look a little bit different. But 24 minutes of Dalen Terry, I think kind of has to happen. And he's 3,200 small forward power forward. Now, is Dalen Terry a good per minute fantasy performer? Nope. Not at all. 0.73 fantasy points per minute over the last 30 days. However, 3,200 small forward power forward puts him over 5x. This is the best value play that we've seen so far. Now, if Dalen Terry is starting and you can get to 26 or 27 minutes, by all means, go a little heavier. If they go like White, Caruso, Dasunmu, DeRozan, Vooch, which they are wont to do, you're still going to be interested in Dalen Terry because they got to play 240 minutes and they don't have a ton of dudes. But Dalen Terry is now a an uncomfortable priority for today's slate on Chicago, especially in a matchup against Portland, where their team is basically made up of a bunch of Dalen Terrys. I don't mind Caruso. I certainly don't mind Desumu. You know, you're probably going to see 30 minutes out of Desumu. That'll work. Same for Alex Caruso. Both of those guys vary in play. But they don't look as good as White, DeRozan, and Vooch, and they don't look as good as Dalen Terry. Now, for Portland... I wish there was more that I can do here, but there's not. Here are Here is the injury status for the Portland Trailblazers right now. No Moses Brown, no Shaden Sharp, no Robert Williams. We are very used to that. Questionable tags on Malcolm Brogdon, Jeremy Grant, Scoot Henderson, Anthony Simons, and Jabari Walker, which is basically like all of the starting five-ish and then one more dude. Like, it's just... Every single one of those Q tags matters. Every single one of those guys that ends up out just makes more value appear for Portland. It gets you more options to get away from someone like Dale and Terry. But for now, I got to have everybody in. And if that's the case, it's not like anybody looks great. Again, this is a huge pace out pace down spot against the Bulls. And oddly enough, the Bulls defense isn't terrible. They're 15th in defensive rating. They're actually a shitty offensive team, which is really crazy to think about when you have Zach Levine, all offense, no defense. DeMar DeRozan, all offense, no defense. Nikola Vucevic, all offense, no defense. If you have the 23rd ranked offense and those three guys are your best three guys and you're not tearing this down, you are incompetent. But we are well aware that the Chicago Bulls are incompetent. So on the Portland side, Anthony Simons would be the first guy that I'm looking at at 8,100 if he is in. If we lose Jeremy Grant and, Mo and Malcolm Brogdon or Scoot, that all looks great. But if we lose Anthony Simons, like the other guys look great. Ayton's totally fine at 6,900 if everybody's starting. Jabari Walker's fine at 5,900 if everybody's starting. Malcolm Brogdon's fine at 7,300 if everybody's starting. 
Jeremy Grant at 7,200 feels kind of scary if he's in. There's just no way to break these guys down right now. We have, I'll even total it out. Anthony Simons, Jeremy Grant, Scoot Henderson, Malcolm Brogdon, Jabari Walker. 154 of the 240 minutes that I projected for the Portland Trailblazers today are questionable. I can't dig into that any further. There's too many different permutations. And the real problem for all of this is that it's a nine o'clock start and we probably won't know. If you don't get this news, be ready to make wholesale late swaps. You have to be around tonight at 8.30 to make your swaps for Portland, however that shakes out. I hope you have access to our late swap tool at Stochastic. That will make this job way, 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 way easier. But if not, you got to be paying attention. Sign up for the Sims tool. By the way, Sims tool, all access now, if you're interested, it exists. If you want it for everything, we do have our all access package back now that we've rolled out Sim tools for PGA and MMA. We've already got baseball, basketball, uh, football, clearly. Now that we have this entire package, all access is here. Links should be in the in the description. That's going to be uh, 500 bucks, but you can get 150 bucks off if you use our avatar on whichever site you're playing on. All righty. Let's run some crunches. DraftKings crunch up first. Oh, uh, SMP, since I see you're here and you were having some issues last time out, how's the... How's the quality for today? Anything choppy or anything like that? Yep, 500 bucks. Honestly, I wish it was more. It'd be better if it were more. Oh, man. All right, DraftKings, crunch. First one up. Remember, three game slate, things get weird. Nice. Uh, Stephen Leibowitz, thank you as well. I made some pretty big changes on the back end to my streaming settings. So I was hoping that that would start to make it look a little bit better. So if we've been running well, I think I made the correct, correct changes. All right, here we go. Optimal lineups. 259.7. This is the optimal by 0.2. Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent, Dalen Terry, Anyeko Okongwu, Clint Capella, RJ Barrett, Jalen Johnson, DeMar DeRozan. So no one more expensive than DeMar. Nope, that's not true. Scotty Barnes is 9K. That, that just caught me off guard. Um, lots of Atlanta and Toronto. Basically, Atlanta-Toronto game stack with Dalen Terry and DeMar DeRozan. Fun stuff. Dalen Terry was in all 50 Jalen Johnson was in 94%. Capella was in 90%. You got RJ Barrett into the 70s. You got Anyeka Okongwu and DeMar DeRozan in the 60s. And then you got Kobe White in the 50s. Now, it'll all blend together a little bit more when we add the randomness. And obviously, Portland will change up the way that looks if and when we get any news. But for now, they're nowhere to be found. Dalen Terry at the top, Capella, Jalen Johnson, both in the 40s. And then you get to Okongwu, Bruce Brown, RJ Barrett, and Scotty Barnes, all in the 30s. That's the main tier of guys. Dalen Terry at the top, and then Clint Capella, pretty much firmly second 
and then it blends in a little bit after that. On the FanDuel side, now this should look quite a bit different. We don't totally know what the uh, Dale and Terry value looks like here either. But as we drop in our projections to the FanDuel side, we get ready to close this off. 287.45. This is the optimal on FanDuel by 3.15 fantasy points. Kobe White, Jalen Suggs, Dalen Terry, who's 3,900, Gary Trent, RJ Barrett, Bruce Brown, Scotty Barnes, Jalen Johnson, and Nikola Vucevic. Jalen Johnson was in 96%. Bruce Brown and Kobe White both got into the 80s. Vooch and Barnes in the 70s. Barrett, Terry, Trent into the 60s. As we slap on our randomness and get an idea of what the sort of power rankings are for today's slate, we're going to get Bruce Brown at the top of the list, but it's very blurry. We've got five guys that showed up in the 40% range for our 150 lineups. That's Bruce Brown, RJ Barrett, Gary Trent, Dalen Terry, and Jalen Johnson. And then you just have this flat 30s percentage range. But that's where we stand for today, guys. It's a, it's a solid enough slate. The payout structures and stuff aren't going to be great for any of the contests. You know it's a big NFL day. But that won't ever stop me from breaking down some basketball. I'm going to get out of here. I don't have too much more to say. You And you guys know, I'm going to be here Monday through Friday through the entire week. I think there's like 75 games tomorrow, which kind of sucks. We got a pretty rugged NBA slate tomorrow. Not going to be appealing, but you're going to get a big one. Yeah, there's 12 games tomorrow. I assume DraftKings and FanDuel both drop the final two and we get 10. Um, they could drop three and take it to nine and end it at eight o'clock. I don't know if they'll do that, but I assume Bucks, Nuggets and Sixers, Blazers goes away. I hope they, I'd like to get a three game night slate and they cut that down to nine and three. But we also have a 10 gamer on Wednesday that is going to get cut down to nine for sure. Um, don't think they'll do anything on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then Friday, it's, a, it's supposed to be a 10-game slate. I assume they cut that 9 p.m. late-night game of Blazers-Nuggets, and we get a 9-gamer. But S&P, I think they're going to make it 10, unless it's already out because they have some sort of like contest. But this that strikes me as a they, that they cut that down at least two. But it doesn't matter. We'll know that information. I'm going to get out of here. I've got a Liverpool match to watch in 30 minutes. Contenders videos coming out next. Hit the like button on your way out the door. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell. All that good stuff. Follow me on Twitter. I'll talk to you guys later. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. This was The Process.